Well, it's great to help others. Thank you so much for giving in that way. It's um, this Christmas we've been looking together at uh, some of the ways in which when we get to really busy times, um, in order that we don't forget anything really important, we get a, a list down and, and we write all the things that we have to do and put them on a list just so that we don't forget anything important. It's called a to-do list. Yeah, you've heard of those before. And we've looked over the last couple of uh, Sundays just about some of the important to-do lists and we looked at how important it would be to have a Christmas preparation to-do list and we kind of looked together, gee, I wonder what we'd need to put on our to-do list to prepare for Christmas. And we looked at Mary and we looked at the way when the angel came to her and said, you know, do not be afraid. And we said, one important thing, God wants to do something in, in our lives just like he did in Mary's life and that we shouldn't be afraid. We should put that on our preparations to-do list. She had great faith that God would be able to use her, a virgin, that she would be with child and bear God's son. She needed great faith. We said faith would be a great thing to have and that we would have full surrender um, to what God wants to do in our lives. Sometimes he wants to do more than we could ever hope or imagine or dream. He wants to change our lives. And so we said, you know, not being afraid, having faith and living with full surrender would be a great way to prepare for Christmas. Then we looked, after we ticked off our Christmas preparations, we said, week two, how would we celebrate Christmas? What kind of things would we put on? And we looked at that together and we said, you know, lots of people are riding off, you know, having Christmas dinners and everybody's doing Christmas carols and doing that. But what would be really important for us to have on our Christmas celebrations to-do list? And we said just one thing, uh, actually to celebrate with humble thanksgiving to God for sending Jesus. You remember why we said that? We said because Jesus came to humble people, people like Mary and Joseph who weren't important and weren't you know, kings or rulers, but Jesus came to him. So if we're humble and thankful to God, that would be great. Remember we said he comes to stable, smelly, messy, dirty places. And if our lives are messy, dirty, sometimes we feel like we haven't done as well as we would, we're exactly the kind of people that God can transform and use. And remember we said the people that shared that first good news were those shepherds. They were stinking, smelly people, and they were just ordinary people who he used. So he said, one thing, Christmas celebrations, celebrate humbly with thankfulness Christ's coming. So today we come to our third one, but your first one if you're here just today is asking how can we have Christmas all year round? If we were going to have a to-do list that we were going to look at this morning that we could say, okay, how can we enjoy the wonder of Christmas, the joy of Christmas, the love of, of giving to one another all year round? What would we put in that Christmas to-do list? Are you with me so far? We know where we're going. All right. Now, I reckon one of the incredible things about Christmas is just how we read right there in the, in the stable. A baby was born. A baby was born in a feed trough. And I think as we look at how we can actually have Christmas all year round, as we look upon and imagine what it must have been like to look on that child in the manger, to think that the one thing that God was wanting to show us and to tell us as he sent his son was this, that God really loves us, that God loves you. 
and that he loves you so much that he would send his son. This is one of the most well-known verses in the whole Bible. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have life. So when we look at the child in the manger, when we think about God coming at Christmas, we should remember together that God loves you, that God loves me, that God loves us so much that he sent his son. Um, the Bible says that God actually is love. Not, not that God has love or he is loving. It says that he actually is love. God and love, both the same. See, God created the entire universe and he created the entire universe just so he could create humanity so that he could love us. He made us so that he could love us. And he created us as the object of his love. That's why he created you. That's why he put you here. God made you to love you. It's the only reason you're alive. God made you to love you. And do you know what this love is based on? It's not your good looks or your great abilities. It's not even your intelligence or anything. Do you know, the reason God loves you has got absolutely nothing to do with you, but everything to do with him. God is love and he loves you. So the good news is there's nothing you can do to make him love you less because it's not based on you. It's based on God and his love. So he loves you fully. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. He already loves you. So this morning, the first thing we should put on our Christmas uh, to-do list, how we can have Christmas all year round, is to remember and to know that God loves you. The Bible makes it very, very clear that God loves you. God sent his son to earth as a baby, but he stretched out his arms as an adult on a cross. And as he was dying on that cross and being put to death for us in our place, it was like he was saying, I love you this much. I love you so much that I would die for you. God was sending his son into the world to die in our place. Now, you might not comprehend that, that the God of the heavens and the earth, the one that came as a baby, loves you. It's like somehow so hard to fully grasp, like a dog trying to understand Christmas. We gave our poor dog treats this morning. He didn't know what was going on. It's like an ant trying to understand the internet, trying to understand the fact that God loves you. You don't fully grasp it, but it's true. He loves you. The second thing I think we should do, first put up, on our to-do list, God loves you. Remember that today, Christmas Day, when we look at the fact that Christ came as a baby. But remember that all year round. Remind yourself all year round, God loves you. God loves you. The second thing I think to put on our Christmas to-do list is to remember that God is with you. God is with you. The truth is that God's with you 
all the time. Uh, his presence is with you. You might not feel it. Um, you might not feel that he's with you. But just because you don't feel it doesn't mean that it's not true. That God's presence is with you. He's everywhere. The Bible says that Jesus' name was to be called Emmanuel. And you know what the word Emmanuel means? God with us. God with us. So God came into the world at Christmas time. Jesus was born. God came as, as a baby. The prophet Isaiah said the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and we'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And as Jesus came at Christmas time, he's with us today. His presence is with us. And this year, right through the difficult times that you've faced, he's been with you, whether you acknowledged it or not. He's been there, available. And for 2009 and all that you face ahead, God's presence is available to you. You, know, you don't have to face the challenges alone of next year. You don't have to do it all on your own. You can. You can refuse to acknowledge God's presence and just live, live it saying, I'll do it on my own. But his presence is with you to face Every challenge. My brother, he's in VIP protection and they give him a, a big gun and they, you know, he shoots targets. If he, well, he hasn't shot anyone yet, which is good, isn't it? But he's got a gun. Where if, it, if it hits, it explode, the bullet explodes and destroys the target. But they put him with people. He's from the Australian Federal Police. But he's protected people like Tony Blair, uh, like John Howard, like Condoleezza Rice, you know, lots of people. And today, um, normally on Christmas Day when we get together, he's there. And we feel really safe at Christmas time. You, <laughs> you've heard about those Christmas, you know, gate crashes that yeah, my brother's there. We, we're safe. We can, you know, just relax. There's no problems. But you know what? Today, my brother's not going to be there. You know why? He's looking after... Uh, Julia Gillard in Western Australia. So we're going to get there today, and if there's any trouble, we're in big trouble. <laughs> but the problem is, Andrew's not God. My brother's not God. So when he's somewhere else, we're all in big trouble. But God can be with you right through. He is with you right through the rest of this year. Not only today, Christmas Day, but right through the rest of next year. And he can help you if you'll acknowledge his presence and ask for his strength. So that's, first of all, God loves you. Second, God is with you. And every day, imagine what it would be like inviting God to strengthen you and, and, and be with you through everything you face through the rest of next year. Then the final thing I think we should put on our Christmas all-year-round list is that God is for you. God is for you. God's on your side. Did you know that? God actually is for you. He wants you to succeed in this life you have. He wants you to really do well in this life. In fact, Jesus said this. He said, God did not send his son into the world 
to condemn the world, but to save the world. But to save the world. The truth is, a lot of people get a little bit nervous when you speak about God. Many people are afraid of God. Many people uh, get nervous when you start to mention him. And, and you know what? what's going on there? It's, it's guilt. It's, it's people's shame. It's people feeling like, I don't think God could be for me because he knows what I've done in my life. And people feel condemned by God. But he says, I didn't come to condemn you. I came to save you. I didn't come to get your sin and put it all in your face, get all the things that you've done wrong and just say you're a horrible person. No, he said, I came. I came not to condemn you, but to save you. I don't know about you, but that is good news. That is great news that God is for me. He doesn't want to condemn me. He wants to save me. And the Bible says, if God is for you, who can be against you? I mean, you, if, if the creator of the heavens and earth, the most powerful one, the one in whom opinions matter most, if he is for you, then who can be against you? How do we respond to a God who wants to save us? Well, I think it's with opening our heart to him and responding with our lives. God sent his son. He died on the cross. He took upon himself all the punishment, all the penalty that was due to us because of our wrongdoing and our sin. He died in our place. And so now this Christmas, as you look at the child in the manger, think of the, of the saviour on the cross who was doing what he came to do, save you, not condemn you. And if you put your faith and trust in him, then this year, if you put this on your Christmas to-do list, understand that God is for you because he's died for you and that you can respond by putting your trust and faith in him, then this whole year you can know his love every day, which is not conditional on you, it's on him. You can know his presence in everything that you face and you can know that God has forgiven you. He saved you. He set you free if you respond to him and all he's done for you. Three simple things to enable you to enjoy Christmas all year round. Well, we can tick off our to-do list for this year, but if during this next coming year you want to experience God's presence all year round, coming to church is just a great way to meet other people that are passionate and love God and want to encourage you and help you in your life. So feel always welcome to come every, any week, every week. We have great small groups. We have great uh, programs that really help encourage you in your faith. And our prayer, my prayer, God's prayer, is that you would know his love, that you would know his presence, and that you'd know that he's for you, and that you'd respond to walk with him each day. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's pray together, and we'll sing one more song before we go.
God, we want to thank you. Thank you that Christmas reminds us that you came because you love us. God, that you came because you want to be with us. God, we thank you that you are with us. Not only that, as we put our trust in you and as we live for you, as we turn from all of our things that we've done wrong, you're for us, God. You've come to save us. And we thank you, God. This is good news. We want to celebrate it. And we thank you that this is what Christmas is about. Our response, God, to this is just to offer you our lives afresh today, to give you everything that we have and to say, God, we want to live for you. You are our king. In Jesus' name, amen.